Whether you're thinking of divorcing your narcissistic spouse right in the middle of it or have finalized your divorce, the tactics are the same. If this sounds like you, you need to know about Christine Hammond's new masterclass series, How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist. In this four-hour video series, Christine Hammond introduces the toxic tactics that narcissists use to abuse, humiliate, and manipulate you, and teaches you exactly how to recognize these tactics and navigate through them with mastery and confidence. How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist is a deep dive, a masterclass that'll show you how narcissists use tactics like bait and switch, scare tactics, roller coaster ride, and child's play. It's How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist, a four-hour recorded video masterclass with Christine Hammond. For more information or to purchase today, just go to growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism. That's growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism. This masterclass will change your life. Again, that's growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism. This is Understanding Today's Narcissist. Brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. And now here's your host, Christine Hammond. Today I want to talk about 10 strategies for coping with an adult narcissistic child. So we're going to go over this. I took one of the comments that I had gotten from one of the articles that I had written about narcissism. So believe it or not, I read all your comments and so keep them coming because I will answer your questions in the form of a podcast or an article um, or sometimes I'll reach out to you personally depending on the nature of it. So here's the comment that I got. I want to read it for you first and then we're going to talk about it. It says here, my daughter who is 18 fits most of these narcissistic examples. For the last year after her second suicide attempt, I have probably been way too lenient on her because of my fear of losing her. I truly feel at my wit's end with her unfair accusations and manipulative behavior and have now had to reconcile losing her in one way or another in order to save myself. She lives with me. How can I support her while still enforcing safe boundaries? What strategies have helped others, specifically when she wants to engage in a battle with me at 1 a.m. and starts threatening to move out, sleep in the car, or even harm herself? So my heart went out to this mom. I could really hear it in her voice, how she is struggling with her 18-year-old, um, probably narcissistic daughter at this point, and she just didn't know exactly what to do or how to handle something. So I gave um, and wrote out 10 different strategies that I want to share with you today um, so that you can use this if you find yourself in the exact same position. Because this mother was struggling with how to cope, how to manage, and even how to deal with a narcissistic adult child who threatens to harm themselves. And her concern is very, very valid. As narcissists have one of the highest suicidal rates of any personality disorder. 
So here are some strategies that she can help for both herself and her adult child. Number one, affirmations work. So narcissists need a daily supply of attention, affection, admiration, and appreciation. By giving them the affirmations that they need, their ego is then boosted. Their insecurities are tamed and they feel noticed. Think of this as preventive medicine rather than a prescription afterwards. It could be as simple as complimenting what they're wearing. It could be a simple statement on how they did a good job on something. It really doesn't even need a whole lot or that you just want to spend time with them. Just anything. Um, And they might not even reciprocate or show appreciation for it. But the goal of this is that it is a one-way street. Remember, you're not going to get the same level of attention or affirmation in return that you give out. So number one, affirmations work. Number two, take a daily break. Even full-time jobs recommend several breaks during the day to rejuvenate, eat, use the restroom, knowing that this actually increases your productivity. This should be the same this should be done at home, especially when a narcissist lives there. So begin by adding 15-minute breaks into a morning and nighttime routine. Find safe places to hide that provide a time out of sorts to think and reflect before reacting to one of their crazy statements or rants or rages. One of the typical abuse tactics of narcissism is to generate confusion so that the only voice others hear is the narcissist. This break technique is extremely beneficial at counteracting that. So by taking a daily break, and I, I would say you just set the clock and say, every day I'm going to take a break at these times, and just do some simple reflection as to what's happening and what's going on, what are you feeling in that moment, releasing your own emotions in that moment, um, then you'll be better equipped to be able to go back and handle whatever kind of statement is coming at you from the narcissist. And remember, narcissists have their good days, right? And they have their bad days. So not all days are going to be bad. So even on the good days, you need to take a break. Because what you don't want to do on the good days is wind up getting your hopes up that this is going to be forever and that they're never going to go back to their older version of themselves uh, because that's just not the case. Narcissists go in a cycle. We talked about that um, in another podcast called the Narcissistic Abuse Cycle. So this might be a good time to review that just to remind yourself that this is cyclical. It isn't something that they're cured from. Number three, focus on recovery. The process of recovery takes time, patience, and energy. Time to invest in sorting through the narcissist's abuse and trauma. Patience to go at a pace that allows for healing and doesn't re-traumatize you. And energy to release pent-up emotions, thoughts, aggravations, fears, and even confusion. This can be done alone, but much of this should be done in a therapeutic setting. This ensures the process is complete and lasting. So I would highly recommend that if you are not seeing a therapist, that you do see a therapist if you're living with a narcissist, just so you have a place where you can keep going back to what I call your north and you're focusing on yourself so that you have the time, patience, and energy to deal with somebody who's narcissistic. Number four. Use other narcissists. 
So point out the narcissism in others, such as political, sports, and even entertainment figures to your adult narcissistic child. Once the seeds of the narcissistic dysfunction are planted, it is easier to help to identify the behavior in the adult child. It is even more effective when the narcissistic figure is on the adult is is one that the adult child has little to no respect for. So this is where politics comes in handy. If they don't have respect for a certain politician that looks narcissistic, this is a great time to start to point out some of their narcissistic traits. Um, it's kind of a, a passive aggressive way of pointing out to the narcissist that they might be acting just like that person. They might not see it, but if you're consistent about it, they will eventually start to see it. You just can't be obvious about it. You can't actually say to them, do you ever seem like you're doing this yourself? So you can't use that tactic. But what you can do is say, oh, wow, look at them. They act so entitled that they deserve this. And, um, and, and then just allow that to allow that to penetrate into their being and let it grow as a seed. All right, number five, set absolutes. In the case of repeated suicidal threats, as was with this adult child, is important to seek out the assistance of a professional, um, meaning that a professional therapist who does family settings and works with narcissists. A contractual agreement can then be generated that includes immediate hospitalization if another threat is made. For a narcissist, the embarrassment of being hospitalized is usually enough to keep them from making another threat again because they don't see themselves as being one of those people who has to go to a mental um, hospital. But if they do, um, the agreement must be executed immediately and without extending a second chance, even if the narcissist is begging for the second chance. Number six, go to family counseling. The best type of therapy is one in which the parents and the adult child are equal participants. If needed, siblings can be added to this treatment process as well. This allows for a level of accountability for everyone's behavior, helps to mediate between disagreements, and provides a safe place to vent frustrations. So if it is possible to get your adult narcissistic child to family counseling, please do so because it can be very beneficial. They don't like being told on. They will often try to um, tell on you, which is fine. I always allow that. Um, but, But they don't like to be told on in front of the therapist. They like to look really good. So usually family counseling has a, has a positive effect um, going forward. Number seven, use the hamburger method. One of the best ways of confronting a narcissist is the hamburger method. You compliment, confront, compliment. By sandwiching a confrontation between two compliments, think of a bun, a hamburger, and another bun, right? So the top and the bottom are compliments. The middle, the meat, is the confrontation. The likelihood um, by sandwiching a confrontation between two compliments, the likelihood that it will be heard is greatly increased. Confronting head on is never the ideal. So no, just meat without the bun. 
This makes the narcissist feel attacked and they become too defensive to be reasoned with, as I'm sure you've already figured that out. And they have a tendency to rage and go over the top and then they start blaming you and around that cute little abuse cycle you wind up going. So don't go down there. Use the hamburger method. Don't overdo it, please. You can Big Mac it, which means you can do a compliment, confront, compliment, confront, compliment, right? Think Big Mac. There's a bun in the middle as well. Um, but don't do any more than one at a time. That was number seven. Number eight, don't tolerate any abusive behavior. One of the main reasons for divorce in a marriage, including a narcissist, is a narcissist abusive behavior. Unfortunately, in this case, we can't divorce the narcissist because the narcissist is your child. But still, there is no reason to tolerate any type of abuse. When dealing with narcissists, you should just walk away. Hang up the phone, block them if needed, or even call the police. You can do this with your adult child. Move the tolerance level to a more acceptable pace. Dealing with a narcissistic child is a bit different, but you should still... Um, make it sternly evident that you will not allow any abusive behavior to continue. So it might look a little bit different than what you would do with a spouse. But remember, when they're an adult, they're an adult. They're not a child any longer. Don't treat them like a child. Treat them more like an adult. And don't tolerate any abusive behavior. Number nine, counteract the gaslighting. A typical form of mental abuse commonly utilized by narcissists is gaslighting. This is where the narcissist denies reality and instead paints a completely different picture so believable that the other person thinks they're going crazy. To counteract this tactic, it is useful to keep a journal of facts and incidents. For instance, writing down um, that the narcissist had a fit at Thanksgiving over an ungrateful relative. This is not to keep a record of wrongs, but rather to have some point of reference when the story is twisted into the relative losing it and verbally insulting the narcissist, which is usually what they wind up doing. The narcissist has the fit, but yet they try to say that it was really the other person that had the fit um, instead and make you feel like you're going crazy. So just keep a record of this so that you can remind yourself that you're not insane and you're not losing your mind. Number 10, this is the most important one of all of the ones that we talked about. Don't lose your identity. Narcissists have a way of trying to transform the people in their lives into mini versions of themselves. Their dominant ego dictates that others' lives would be better if they were more like the narcissist. It takes a large amount of self-awareness to keep an ego intact in the face of such pressure. While it is difficult, it is not impossible to do. So the most important thing you can do is remind yourself of who you are. Even if you just have three words that you say about yourself over and over again every day, to remind yourself of who you are and what your north is so that the narcissist doesn't try to make you out to be something that you're not. So these strategies can help you when living with a narcissist. Whether you find yourself related to a narcissist through blood or marriage, 
creating these healthy boundaries and limiting the amount of control the narcissist has over you and others will help to create a safer environment for all involved parties. Remember, if you're having difficulty on your own, there are always resources you can use to seek help, something you should never hesitate to do if needed. Thanks for listening to Understanding Today's Narcissist with Christine Hammond. Brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. For more information, visit GrowWithChristine.com. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.